Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Angie. And I'm glad I could remember that because it's been a while since we've been in here. It has been. I wasn't sure if you were going to say Angie or Angela. It was oh, the ultimate friend test. That's right. <laughs> that, yeah, we talk, I talked about this on the last uh, episode. I, I, Angie just feels right. I'm so I'm just gonna say Angie. I, I would say we're friends. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm that. I'm glad to hear <laughs> that. <laughs> so it's been a while for us um, because we actually both had we both tested COVID positive, and um, at some point I would like to talk about fear because I had a lot of fear going into that when I first got that test result back. Mm. Um, I had a lot of fear and. Um, at first I thought maybe that the fear was of COVID, but as I sort of started to think more and more about it, it was actually fear of how other people were going to perceive me as being COVID positive. I don't know if you experienced anything like that. Uh, it was my husband who tested positive and then I lost my taste and smell. So I just assumed I was positive. Yeah. Safe Um, assumption. (laughs) And and I would say my fear, I, I did have some fear around my husband being sick. He ran... He ran fever for a day and then didn't run it for like five or six days. And then his fever came back and he ran fever every single day for four days. Wow. And that really scared me. Um, You know, you're so helpless. You can't, there's nothing you can do. And and until your symptoms get bad enough, you know, we we would email the doc, we'd send our uh, message to the doctor through our, my chart or whatever. And she would be like, yeah, that's, Kind of how COVID goes. And we were like, all right, so we're just being babies. Yeah. I mean, okay, we hear you loud and clear. Um, so I, I was scared. My son ran a pretty high fever for a couple of days. Uh, so I, there was some fear there. But, you know, when you look at the death rate and mm-hmm. not percentage wise, but just the number, yeah. um, it, it, it is scary because yeah. it very easily could be right. your family. So. Yeah, that's enough. That's a. Another episode today. We're we're going to talk about um, disciplines. Yes. And um, why, why don't you unpack? I think you had a good definition for that, or a good working definition for that. Yeah. So we wanted to be clear that when we say discipline, we're not talking about following God's rules. You mm. know, we're not we're not talking about having a checklist of things that that you have to do in order to receive salvation. Um, discipline, what we're talking about is how we practice our faith. It's the Mm. practices of our faith that help us um, work our, the way that John Wesley would say, going on toward perfection, uh, sanctification, trying, you know, trying to make sure that we are um, increasing our practice in the faith so so that God has room Mm. to uh, move that Holy Spirit through our lives. I love that. So there's a way of... um of preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts. And um, <clears throat> it's. I think we would both agree it's not just us doing that, but it's also powered by the Spirit. Oh, for I, sure. It's certainly prompted by the yeah. Spirit. And, and, and this is where I think obedience comes mm-hmm. into play. Um, and for me, you know, the, the word obedience was just absolutely <laughs> a terrible word for me early in Christianity. Like, who am I going to obey? You know, for me in my early years um, as a young adult, when I heard about Jesus, I just wanted to focus on the love and hope and grace and all the Mm -hmm. things that made me feel good and welcomed and at at home uh, in in this faith. 
but then as your faith goes on um, and God is, you know, growing you and pushing you and prompting you to get closer and closer, uh, you start to learn that there's some things that you kind of have to do to participate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. The, the line that um, comes to mind is that to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah, so I, as it comes to, there, there are certain people in my life that would probably say, oh man, you're so, you've got, you're so disciplined. And there are other people in my life that would say, that dude, (laughs) (laughs) there's not a disciplined bone in his body, you know? So it is interesting to me. And, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's that I'm more forthright with those people that would say I'm not disciplined or if it's just certain areas of my life that I'm more disciplined in than Mm. others. If that mm, makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I would say that there are people who, who know that when I'm disciplined, mm-hmm. that, that I'm disciplined in, in a very clear and um, open way, but they also know that I fall off the wagon every now okay. and then. So, so, you know, I would say that. Um, there are seasons. There are seasons of, of discipline. Right now I'm, I'm in a very strong season of discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? is the contributing factor to that? Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say I ate and drank my way through 2020. <laughs> and so You're forcing your hand. Is, uh, is that yeah. Um, so, you know, you get to a point where you just realize that life isn't, life is so much better when I'm disciplined. Mm-hmm. Every, every relationship I have is richer mm-hmm. and my, my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, my health, my physical health is better. My, my sleep is better. Like everything is better when I practice discipline. You know, that's an interesting point to make because I think when, when I hear the term discipline or obedience, I think it's very dry, mm-hmm. very stale. I don't think of that dynamic of everything, my relationships are more fulfilling. Uh-huh. You know, I, that's not something that I immediately think of when I think of discipline. I think of like being out in the cold and like whipping myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a great point because here lately I have also been experiencing that, that things are more fulfilling when I can experience that that practice of, of spiritual discipline, because I think that's really what we're getting at. Yeah. Um, you know, as someone who grew up, you know, I, I did not grow up in a Christian home and I did not have a relationship with Jesus until I was an adult. Uh, that idea of obedience was just, uh, I was repulsed by it. And then once I got to the point where I realized this is really going to take something, um, I started to realize how much more freedom there is mm-hmm. in obedience that when you're in rebellion, wow, that's that's well, that's a really cool point. There is freedom yes, in obedience. Uh, yes, when when you start to understand that rebellion leads to chaos mm. in your homes and in in your workplace and in all of your your it, it seeps into every aspect of your life. Wow, and so even the rebellion in idea, and we love, especially I would say. I see this a lot in like Southern women. Mm-hmm. We love the the idea of our sassy selves, right? Mm, like, yeah. like we we have a lot of pride mm-hmm. in being Southern women that tell it like it is, and you know that <laughs> we really love that side of ourselves. Um, but 
to an alarming degree, it also has created such damage between our friends and our coworkers. And I think that once you start to see how that rebellion, that rejection of um, God's will being over your life, Mm -hmm. you see how much mess it makes. And that once you start to live obediently, you do see where God's will really makes things start to co- flourish. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You everything gets deeper and richer and So you're saying that God is not a party pooper? Or? God is not a party pooper, man. <laughs> I, I was telling this to my team in church the other day that like we are a church that has fun. Yeah. I like we laugh in church a lot uh-huh. and, and robustly. And you don't <laughs> see that a lot in church. And I'm like, man, I, I feel like fun is one of the spiritual, um, the fruits of the spirit, and mm. they just didn't listen. <laughs> they said joy, it's but I think there. they meant fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one thing I've also seen is that if I can, if I can just get started mm. with, with an attempt um, at discipline, at uh, like, for instance, uh, like journaling, mm-hmm. um, that's not something I immediately think of when I think of discipline, but, but just in the act of like, okay, I'm going to start journaling every night. Um, that has seeped into other areas of my life. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like what you said, where, um, where rebellion can be infectious, but also I I have found in in my own experience that discipline can also be infectious. Mm that it does start to seep in other areas. Um, and so if, if I can just get started and do one thing that I, I set out to do, that it'll have like a domino effect. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think people get curious about, because people see a difference mm-hmm. in you when you are practicing healthy disciplines. I, I, I think people notice it. I think we become more honest. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're authentic. Mm. I think we become more humble. Whoa. So that's notice. That's a noticeable difference. So seek if if you want, because I think that's that is something that our generation, our age wants is authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's a cool selling point for discipline. Mm. Um, if you want to be more authentic, be more disciplined. Oh, for sure. I mean, the disciplines, if they do anything, they re- they reveal our best and worst selves. Yeah. Um, so that we're fully aware of where we're falling short, where we need that grace. It's, and it sounds like to me that it always comes back to that self-awareness piece. Mm-hmm. So in order to be disciplined in certain areas, we have to, we have to have the self-awareness to know where we're not disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that can be tough. Um, I'll give an inst- uh, for instance with me. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I have noticed is that I go to food in order to cope with stress. Mm-hmm. So I got stress eat. In other yeah. words, um, something that has helped me be more disciplined in that area is rec- is being able to recognize it. Number one, that I'm not actually eating because I'm hungry. I'm eating because I can't deal with reality right now, mm-hmm. and so that I just go to the pantry and just like <laughs> stuff my face. Um, another prayer that I have really enjoyed saying in those moments where I can recognize, like, I'm not actually hungry. I'm just doing this because I'm stressed. Is for is to say, simply a one line prayer. Um, God help me to find in you 
what I'm looking for in food. Oh, that's good. God, help me to find in you what I'm looking for in fill in the blank. Because not mm-hmm. everybody's a stress eater. Right. But what I have found for myself is that in the areas that I'm undisciplined in, it is usually indicative of stress or or not being able to deal with reality as it is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total <clears throat> sense. You know, I'm, I would say um, I'm a, a stress drinker. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I started with alcohol from, I think I was 14 um, and grew up with alcohol in my home. And, and not that it was, you know... Um, very functional alcoholism, right? Mm -hmm. Like no one in my house was getting sick or leaving things everywhere. You know what you picture in movies and TVs. Um, and so before I launched the church that we launched, uh, I I was sober for like 15 months because I I really, uh, I had a guy stop me and tell me really literally stop me in the donut shop and tell me that God was trying to do work in me. And that if I wanted to see an increase, I was going to have to decrease. (laughs) And that was literally the only thing in my life that I thought, this is, I don't do anything. Uh-huh. I mean, so, so I said, okay, you know what, we're, we're going to do this. And, and I did. And, um, you know, my, my whole plan was to, to be sober for a year, just to practice that mm-hmm. discipline and make sure that I was completely free and open to whatever God wanted to use me. Um, and, and then after we launched, I, I started to drink a little bit and then we had a family loss that was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I would say my, my drinking increased from there and, you know, it, then pandemic hit and and then you're at home all the time. So I would say, you know, it got to the point where it's called like a gray area drinker. There, Mm. there's nothing about my life that tells you that that's out of control, but, Mm -hmm. but really I know that it's more than I ever intended, more frequent than I ever intended and had gotten to an unhealthy point. So I'm back at that place where I'm like, you know, God, God's really trying to do something in me and I have to recognize where I need to exercise some discipline. Yeah. And I liked what you said, inviting God in that space mm-hmm. um, for him to move, for him to change. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. One of the things that I saw, uh, Clint, it was Clint's brother that posted this on Facebook and it's one of my favorite things and it's become my mantra. And, and I think he said it was from John Butler or something, but to make whole, you have to be whole. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've, that's become my prayer. And, and I would say it's gone over to food this year as well. I've eaten a lot this year, which is, <laughs> I, I haven't usually. I can been, identify with that. Yeah. Like I've eaten a lot. And so that, that's become to make whole, you have to be whole. So mm-hmm. that's been a practice of mine. So I noticed uh, you posted an Instagram post where you're, you're um, eating vegan food mm-hmm. and you're going to like a Brazilian jujitsu thing. Yes. Yes. So is that, are those areas that have, uh, are those things you're doing now because you were disciplined in something else or did those things kind of prompt all the discipline you're seeing? Uh, I would say those are a part of the Mm -hmm. discipline that I'm practicing right now. So veganism, I've done it before and and felt really good while I was on it. My son wanted to try it. So I wanted to support him and said, if you want to try veganism, you know, we can do veganism in the house. Uh, So I I did that with him. Uh, And then Brazilian jiu-jitsu... First off, how does everyone else feel about that? About Brazilian jiu- No, the uh, veganism. The veganism? Um, I mean, everybody else is on board. One of my one of my sons is like, oh, I'm not vegan. Like, I'm still going down to my to G Mom's house for hot pockets. <laughs> like, like he's not but he's he does understand why I'm not gonna make two separate meals at night. Right, so he's right. he's fine with that so mm-hmm. long as I'm not making him be vegan everywhere else. Yeah. Um but everyone else is pretty much 
on board. I mean, okay, that's cool. um, and I'm not making it a big thing. It's just, I'm not preparing multiple meals. So yeah, it's, it's funny. I don't mean to detract from what, where you're going, but I'll tell, I'll tell my wife, I'll say, Hey, look, I, I really got to cut back on eating. And she's like, okay, we're going to have some fried chicken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke. We're having, we had fried chicken last night and look, I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying, Hey, I need to cut back. But it's cool that you're still cooking fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I would say with jujitsu, um, that was something that I, I'm. Uh, if anyone, if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram eight, and and yeah, I know we're the worst, <laughs> but also the best. I mean, we're. <laughs> um, but we, we physically feel things. I mean, it is mm. so healthy for an eight to be physically active in some way, whether that's lifting boxes, doing yard work. Like, it is so important for us to have that kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm – this is weird. I was watching a documentary, and they showed this fight from the UFC – on this documentary and I watched the UFC like a decade ago uh-huh. and one of the fighters they showed it just like seeing him and, and it was nostalgic for you. Well, it was nostalgic, but like he, he had gone vegetarian and was okay. talking about being an athlete as a vegetarian. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I always, it just made me think of it. And I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I always wanted to try martial arts. And so I just emailed so the them. So two were paired for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and, and for me, it was the mental discipline that comes along with jujitsu. I yeah. wanted whatever physically I was doing to be Mm -hmm. tied to my mental capacity and I really wanted to exercise that discipline mentally so as because if you look if you were to go and observe me in the class you can see that physically I'm not really doing much Um, (laughs) it is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my entire life (laughs) to publicly throw myself onto a mat like that (laughs) but um, you know I just keep telling myself that you just have to keep showing up that's right. Keep embar- embarrassing yourself. Mm. Being willing to show up as an embarrassed person wow, and yeah. try again. Okay, that's another, and uh, we kind of want to end it here soon. But that's another cool point: is is seeking out to be more disciplined is sort of ego deflating, mm-hmm. and that's honestly I've never really considered it. But that may be what's so hard about it for me is because I have a huge ego. I'm very prideful, and. Um, that could be a piece of why I do struggle with discipline in mm-hmm. some areas. Yeah. So, uh, but today what we want to do is we want to seek to be more disciplined so that our relationship with God can increase and we may decrease. Yes. And until next time, may the Lord make us a channel for his peace. <laughs>